Welcome to another episode of Search News You Can Use with me, Dr. Marie Haynes. This episode is being recorded on Thursday, December 6th of 2018. We're going to go over an interesting algorithm update that seems to have only affected mostly black hats. Uh, We'll talk a little bit about the fact that search engine land actually got removed from Google's index for a period of time um, and a bunch of other tips and uh, things that hopefully you can use to help improve your search presence. So let's talk about this algorithm update. There was a fair amount of chatter about an update that happened on November 30th of 2018. And all of the uh, the vast majority of the algo checker tools are showing that there was a lot of turbulence in the search results at this time. And this is really interesting because when I check uh, all of the sites that I have access to, uh, I really did not see any sites that were seeing uh, issues at this time, um, which is unusual. I mean, normally when there is some type of a significant update, uh, a good portion of the sites that we monitor have seen either improvements or, or uh, decreases. And I didn't see that with this update. So I thought this was interesting. I saw, and I linked to this from the newsletter, but um, a really interesting post by Jonathan Griffin. Uh, and he talked about this update and showed some of the winners and losers. And it looks like this update seems to have reversed whatever happened on November 16th or somehow made changes to sites that were affected on November 16th. So I looked back at my uh, algo list. If you're not aware of it, you can go to mariehaines.com slash algo. And there's a list of all of the updates, whether they're major or minor, um, and things that would affect your search traffic. And on November 16th, I wrote that this was maybe a mild quality update and actually made note that um, most of the clients that we monitor did not see changes at this time. So, um, you know, I think that this probably was something that mostly affected uh, black hats. It may have something to do with link building. Um, we don't have a lot of sites in our profile that are purely black hat in nature. Uh, and so it's hard to say what's going on. It's weird that there is a, a ton of chatter Uh, a significant amount of chatter um, in the search engine forums, but I'm not seeing much in the way of uh, changes. So um, I don't know if that's helped anybody or not, but I think if you uh, saw significant changes on November 30th, then, um, you know, you might want to look at whether you're doing things that are going against Google's guidelines um, and see if if that uh, makes a difference, if you can make some changes there. Um, important Google announcement. Google uh, developed some rich snippet or rich results for question and answer pages. So if you have a website that's a Q&A site, um, you know, people are asking you questions and then either your users or you are answering those questions, you should be marking that content up with a new type of schema now. It's structured data that's meant especially for Q&A pages. And what will happen is you should get results in the search results where you see... Um, uh, you know, the the regular snippet and then almost like your own little featured snippet uh, where you have these bubbles underneath with the best answers. Now, some this when this first started appearing, I actually brought this up in my newsletter, I think in the podcast as well, that I'm wondering if this would actually reduce the number of clicks that a website would get. Uh, because in some cases, the answers are just there. Uh, you know, I don't have to click through to your site. I can see, oh yeah, you've got 10 different answers to this question and and reading the snippets actually could give me the answer I'm looking for. Um, most people though that I've talked to who actually have received these uh, types of rich results are saying that it actually is improving with conversions so um, and clicks. 
So uh, it, it's something that is probably a good idea to test and see, you know, maybe implement this on some of your pages and see if you get better engagement metrics um, once this is implemented. It's important to note that this is not supposed to be used for just a regular FAQ page. So if you have a business with an FAQ page that has, you know, your, your question then followed by an answer, that's not where you're supposed to be using this markup. And I think it's a little bit confusing because the documentation on Ski schema.org actually suggests that you should use this for uh, FAQ pages. But John Mueller um, said on Google, uh, let's see, after checking with the team, it turns out that QA page markup isn't suitable for FAQ content. So, uh, and Google apparently updated their documentation to show that that's um, not something that we should be doing. Google made an announcement this week that they've uh, updated their recommendations on image use. There really isn't that much that's different. Um, we took a look at the old document and the new document. There's some information on, uh, more information on how to use image sitemaps and on what types of images are actually um, acceptable to Google, uh, but really there's not a whole lot that has changed in there. There is still, uh, there's some type of bug in the way that Search Console is showing clicks from images uh, and impressions of images as well. And apparently, uh, I believe this started on December 1st, um, Search Console is not showing uh things, uh, the performance of images. So if you're seeing drops in Search Console and you normally get a lot of image search, then this could be what's happening. I don't know if that bug has been fixed yet, but I do know that uh, Google is aware of it. There was a whole tweet series by Danny Sullivan uh, tweeting under the Google Search Liaison account about whether or not Google uses personalized information. So this was probably a response to an article that was written by uh, DuckDuckGo. Um, I believe it was by DuckDuckGo. It may have actually just been some, yeah, you know, I'm not sure if DuckDuckGo actually authored it. Um, the point is, though, that they showed that uh, they had a bunch of people who all did a search for a medical query, and then um, all of them saw different results. Uh, and I think there were like 87 people who did this search, and they saw 87 different uh, sets of results. So Danny Sullivan, um, the whole tweet series is quite interesting. You know, he's talking about the fact that they used to use more personalization. Um, and I've actually noticed this too, that often, you know, I'll do a search in incognito and then I'll do the same search uh, in my regular browser. And, you know, sometimes you'll see your own sites ranking higher uh, when you do a search in your regular browser. That still happens occasionally, but I feel like it's happening less now. Um, so, you know, if you're trying to get completely non-personalized results, you should do a search in an incognito browser. Um, there's not really much more that I really want to say on this point other than it's an interesting discussion, you know, uh, whether Google, how much Google is tracking and how much they um, determine what to show people. I, I think one of the things that Danny pointed out was that the results might be personalized depending on where you're searching, um, you know, uh, and, and different things like that. So if you're interested in that, uh, I've got a link in the newsletter to that whole uh, tweet discussion um, on Twitter. Uh, let's see what else we can talk about here. Uh, oh, yeah. So let's talk about the fact that search engine land actually got de-indexed. Um, so for those of you who are new to SEO, a way to determine if your site has been completely removed from Google's index is to do what's called a site colon search. So you type in the word site, S-I-T-E, 
colon, no space, and then your domain name. So for me, I would type in site colon mariehaines.com. And then that will show me the pages that are in Google's index. Um, it's not 100% accurate in terms of the count of pages, uh, but it'll show you what's indexed. And so a few days ago, if you did a site colon search for search engine land, uh, you would find that they have no pages in the index. Uh, and so what happened was this was actually a mistake on Google's part. Uh, they apparently automatically detected that some of the pages were hacked. Turns out that apparently they weren't hacked, and so Google just removed them from the search results. It's a little bit odd because they used to do a thing where they would show in the search results, you know, this site may be hacked. And, uh, and that certainly could reduce conversions, but if people truly wanted to click through, then they could still do it. Um, completely removing the site from Google's index is a huge thing. Uh, and I wonder, you know, how many businesses has this happened to? So um, now this is really important that you is one of the important reasons why you should set up search console so apparently a few hours later um, one of the admins for search console for search engine land received an email saying like hey we've detect hacked content and your site has been removed from the index um, and so if they didn't have search console set up then they would not have received that notification um, and so I believe that they just filed for reconsideration and they were able to get back into the index pretty quickly um, there's a really interesting article on search engine land about what happened while they were out of the index they actually got a lot more traffic from Bing. So I think that's because people were specifically looking for content on search engine land. And when they couldn't find it on Google, they went to Bing. Uh, and then also they noticed a great increase of um, visits from social media as well. So kind of interesting. Um, there, you know, I have not seen a lot of talk on this and this seems like a really big deal, but uh, WordPress is coming out with a massive, massive update. Uh, and actually, it's today as I'm recording this, December 6th, uh, that the update comes out. And so they're talking about Gutenberg, which is a new editor for WordPress. The problem is that Gutenberg um, is a massive change that could potentially uh, break a bunch of sites. And so um, there was a really interesting article on the Yoast website talking about whether or not we should be upgrading to Gutenberg uh, and to WordPress 5.0. Um, what he suggested was that we wait and see what kind of problems are going to uh, happen, especially if you're uh, a seasonal site. You know, if you're an e-commerce site and you're getting your most busy time of year right now, then you don't want to be doing an upgrade just yet. So um, be aware of that when you start to... I mean, normally I like to see people stay up completely up to date with WordPress updates, but because this one has the possibility of breaking a lot of sites, making plugins not work, you should probably hold off before upgrading just to see, uh, you know, what the general consensus is and uh, what the types of problems you might expect. I thought this was interesting. There was a tweet uh, by Christos Mann, and uh, he commented on a site that recovered from Medic. So Medic was the big algorithm update on August 1st, and he believes that the site recovered because they removed a whole bunch of auto-translated content. So we've talked about auto-translated content. Google does not like to see it in their index. They consider it spam. Um, unless you can machine translate content uh, that's good enough that uh, a native speaker of that language would actually think that it's it's well written. Um, and in most cases, machine translation is not great. And so you do not want to have this in the index. So apparently this one site um, made a whole bunch of changes uh, in 
uh, sorry, not a whole bunch of changes. They actually um, removed from the index all of their auto-translated content. And then on November 22nd, they saw some improvements. November 22nd, we talked about that last week, was a significant update where we actually had some clients too that had been working on quality issues uh, that saw nice improvements at that time. So, uh, you know, I think that this is probably legit. I think um, a good number of the sites that we're reviewing that were hit with recent algorithm updates have loads and loads of thin content in the index. And uh, I think that removing thin content, um, I mean, ideally, if you can improve upon thin content, that's great. But if you have thousands and thousands of thin pages in the index, you can often see improvements uh, by cleaning up that content. John Mueller um, mentioned something interesting in a Hangout that uh, unique images on a page could be worthwhile. Now, he didn't come out and say, Google's going to rank your site higher if you have unique images. He was kind of saying, like, if you add a unique photo, um, then, you know, that photo itself might rank in image search, and that could bring you more visits. Um, and then also, it sort of uh, trickles down in the sense that if users are finding uh, your images and your content more helpful than on other pages. You know, if all your competitors are using stock photos and your pages are just that much better because you have unique and helpful images, then that can translate into better quality and potentially better rankings as well. Um, let's see now... This was one other thing that came out of uh, Danny Sullivan's tweets from Google Search Liaison. He mentioned that the top stories section is never personalized. It's good to know, right? Uh, so top stories um, are something that appear the same for everybody, and you should not be seeing personalized results in there. Uh, let's see here. I think we'll move on to... Oh, uh Tumblr is going to be banning all adult content uh, starting December 17th. I don't know if that will affect any of you in terms of SEO, but uh, that's, a, that's a big change. I think there's a large number of adult pages on Tumblr. I see them in link audits all of the time. Um, and so uh, that's going to be a big change for the web when that happens. Um, uh, let's go into uh, local SEO here. So people are noticing now Google local service uh, ads appearing in Canada. I haven't seen them yet, but uh, these are, um, it's mostly for locksmiths, plumbers, and HVAC uh, that's happening in Canada. So if you're in one of those verticals or you do SEO for uh, one of those companies, especially if you do PPC for those, then you might want to be trying to get into these local service ads because they can be very, very lucrative. Um, there is a new form now. You can get the link in the newsletter. Um, newsletter, as always, you can go to mariehaines.com slash newsletter to, to get the uh, most recent edition. And um, this form uh, is something that you can use to report spam in Google My Business. You can also use it to report uh, a company that's making robocalls and, you know, telling you that your uh, Google listing is going to be de-indexed or something like that. Um, or even if a company calls you and guarantees that they can rank you well in Google, uh, then you can actually um, file a complaint on these companies at this link. So that's a, that's a good thing that Google's making more steps towards reducing spam in the search results. I really liked uh, this 
quote from Mary Bowling, who, who Mary is is extremely smart, and every time she talks about local search, I pay close attention. So she had a, a good discussion about Google Posts, and um, she had this idea where she said, tell people, so you can tell people either you know in an ad, like whether it's a television ad, a radio ad, or even just your customers, that you're offering a coupon, and all they need to do is search for your business in Google, and uh, click on your Google post that has the coupon. So why would you do that? Um, I think that when people search for your brand, that's a signal to Google. So if all of a sudden people are typing in your brand, plus even your keywords sometimes, um, I think that that can affect your rankings. Uh, and I do think that there's been studies done, although none, none come to mind right now. Um, but the more you can do to get people actively looking for your business online, the better. Um, and then, you know, I think Google probably looks at things like, wow, lots of people are not only searching for this brand, but clicking on their Google posts and engaging with them. And so it's a smart way to, to use Google posts for sure. People are starting to see in the local results uh, a feature that says sold here. So Barry Schwartz um, actually showed an example. He tweeted an example of, I think somebody did a search for ceiling fans. And then the um, local maps listing for the Home Depot says sold here, ceiling fans. So the question is, where is Google getting this information? And there was some discussion that maybe this is because of schema, um, product schema perhaps could do this. And I think it was Mike Blumenthal who had the idea that this probably is coming from local guides. Um, so if you're a part of the local guide program, I know I am and I get, you know, Google will say, hey, how was your visit to such and such? Can you answer a few questions? And one of the things they'll ask is, things like our ceiling fans sold here. Um, and so they're crowdsourcing to thousands and thousands of people to ask them questions about what's being sold in certain businesses. I would imagine it's possible that the questions are being driven by the Q&A section. So if somebody asked, uh, you know, our ceiling fans sold here, then um, Google wants to be able to answer that through crowdsourcing. So uh, I think that that's um, quite interesting. Uh, and that's actually all we have in terms of news for this week. So um, we've been really, really productive here. We've got quite a few site reviews done, uh, still working our way through our waiting list. If you're interested in having my team and I review your site, then uh, you can reach us at mariehaines.com slash contact. And um, we've got some new information on our website now on uh, what's involved in our site reviews. Uh, and so uh, it's great to see that we're getting, you know, a lot of interest in that. We've been able to help quite a few sites. I, I think a lot of the sites that were hit uh, August 1st and also September 27th have serious issues that um, they may not see recoveries. Um, but we have had some sites that are seeing some nice recoveries. Um, and so that's always encouraging to, uh, to see. Um, so with that, I wish you uh, the best of luck for the upcoming week and hope that your rankings continue to improve and uh, we'll hopefully talk soon.